it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. Suddenly, they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. And he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their 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 face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. All right. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Strange Stories with Jeremiah Byron. Uh, back from a few days off, I just got uh, back from CryptidCon over the weekend uh, down in beautiful Lexington, Kentucky. Let me get my banners up here. There we go. All right. So this is... Uh, Strange Stories with Jeremiah Byron. It's a online live call-in show on YouTube, and also uh, this is recorded for the podcast. Uh, let's see who we've got in the uh, chat tonight. Here first, we got Mr. Mike Casey. What's up, brother? Good to see you. We got Pat Pat McFarland's loving the tunes. Uh, if you get here early, you can hear some tunes. Uh, I was able, man. I was at the gas station today, and uh, once you know it. Pat comes up and he say he says, "Hey, what's up, man?" <laughs> so, dude, it was nice to meet Pat at the, at the Casey's today. Appreciate you, dude. Uh, it says takes me back to the '80s. That's right. Uh, let's. Oh, we got uh, Mr. Brown Dwarf here. Good to see you, sir. And uh, oh, we got Yahola from Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Uh, we've got Mr. Adam Larson. I mess with my uh want to make sure my levels are good real quick here we go and mr adam larson from bigfoot film appreciation circle make sure you're following him on instagram uh he's got more bigfoot stuff on that account than you could shake a stick at we got mitzi here all right all right good to see you mitzi um and uh of course mike casey says hey make sure to give a thumbs up make sure you're subscribed to all that good stuff uh and at home, man, we're we're not gonna let the chicken jokes die. <laughs> that was really not smart of me the last week, but yeah, that's true. No more chicken from Casey's. Uh, let's take a minute before we get into the calls. Oh, Campfire Steve's here too. Good to see you, sir. So Mitzi was like, "I want to see a haul." So Mitzi, just for you, we're gonna go through some stuff. Uh, in I just released an episode today uh, on Bigfoot Society. I did a whole recap of CryptidCon, and I actually did 38 mini interviews. Uh, I went around, asked all the uh, content creators, the vendors, what their favorite cryptid uh, is and why. So you're going to hear everyone from 
Cliff Berrickman to Alex and Eli to Dr. Maria Mayer. You're going to hear everyone in it. It's great. So first thing I got was this year's uh, CryptidCon shirt. Got an XL of one of these. I'm actually uh, doing a giveaway for this in the Bigfoot Society Patreon Discord. Uh, so um, that's uh, the $7 a month and up tier. You get access to the giveaways in that um, that uh, Discord. So pretty awesome. I, I picked up um, most of the things I'm going to show off are um, – some books. Uh, the illustrator of that design on that shirt was Jamie Snell, I believe. So first thing, I picked up this, Curious Creatures, The Vegetable Man. This is written by Michael Stryer from the uh, Moth Boys, illustrated by Bally Raven, who I was able to meet there. She is great. Um, picked up this amazing book, Bigfoot Influencers. This is great. I was able to spend a lot of time with Mr. Tim Halloran, the author there. Um, I would recommend you pick up a copy of that. Uh, it is just a very cool set of interviews. He was able to get access to a lot of cool people. Um, Easton Hawk was able to, he actually um, gave me this print of Bigfoot. It's its hard to see, but uh, there we go. Look up his stuff on Etsy. It's an amazing illustration. He's kind of has a retro way of uh, illustrating stuff. I met these guys real quick. Um, Roz and the Big Man. This is a graphic novel. It's very cool. Uh, it's a story I haven't read it all the way through yet, but it's, it, it combines Bigfoot in the fifties and conspiracies, and it's so it's such a cool story from what I've read so far. I was able to also meet Mr. Mark Muncie. If you don't know about this gentleman, you need to check him out. I uh, picked up his new book, uh, Eerie Appalachia. You may have seen Mark as the talking head figure in the latest documentary. Um, on Discovery Plus about Robert the Doll. Uh, Mark is a nice guy, though. Last thing I'm going to show you is, and I'm going to have this guy on the show eventually, uh, Bigfoot Society. So the Bigfooters Atlas, this is really cool. There's maps of all different uh, parts of uh, Bigfoot-related regions of the world or for the U.S., uh, things um, from Ape Canyon to Six Rivers National Forest. Willow Creek, really good stuff. So that's, uh, you know, I had some fun picking up some stuff. Tate, I didn't say go yet. <laughs> so before we get started, um, I am going to remind you of a few things. So this is a live call-in show. Uh, th the point behind this is if you've got stories to share, you know, anything weird, unknown, strange that happened to you, paranormal, cryptids, things like that. Call on in 515-809-0165. Uh, this is live on YouTube, recorded for the podcast. Uh, if you have a friend that has a story that they need to share, call on in. We've had a lot of people call on in and share stories, encounters that happened to them they haven't shared anywhere else. Um, the, the, the one rule we have here, and just because we never know, you know, a lot of different uh, people listen to the show. Excuse me. Okay, we're good. A lot of people listen to the show. So we want to, let's keep it clean, you know, no cussing. Uh, we never know where this one is going to end up. So if you've got a story to share, uh, you can go ahead and uh, call on in to 515-809-0165. Let me make sure. 
that my line is set up and ready to go. Okay. Well, let me check. Let me check. See what we got. Tate, did you actually have some? You did you have something to share, Tate? Let me know in the chat. I'll give you a call back. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Let's. Okay, get ready, guys. Tate, what's up, dude? To accept, press one. To send a voicemail, press two. Oh, hold on. Hi, Tate. You're on the air live. Uh, how's it going, man? Second time's a charm. Oh, oh, I got oh tell me more. <laughs> oh, that that does not sound. That sounded really bad. So, what's up, dude? Nothing. Uh, I just wanted to call and, uh, you know, do what I do best and just haggle you and your audience. Oh, my goodness. Dude, so funny thing I haven't told you. I did a like an impromptu uh, poll of different some different people that, that listen to the podcast to see what their favorite episodes are. Most people said it's the ones with Tate in it. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking?" Okay, that's cool, man. I agree with you. Tate's a good, Tate's a good dude. So, know what they're smoking? Oh, hey, Tate. Patrick's got a question for you. If if oh, you okay. don't have a specific story to share, um, his his question is. Describe in detail what your best wood knock experience has been so far across the board. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Florida. For sure. The time I was with Alex and Eli down in Florida, um, walking down the road with um, RPG and James Brose, and we heard clear, like, baseball bat on a tree, just solid knock off to our right. And then we kind of waited, and about maybe 30 seconds later, another one off to our left. Clear as day, like they sounded exactly identical. So that was probably the best wood knock I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Did not get it reported, unfortunately, but <laughs> as we found out in Iowa, man, <laughs> when you're not recording. That's when the good stuff happens, dude, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I thought I would just plug my interview tomorrow with Brett Hill. Oh, you can uh, always you can always do whatever you want with that tape. I guess please plug whatever you want. What 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 do you got going up? Got an interview tomorrow with Brent Hill. He was with me on the Washington episode of the Sabe series. So gonna talk about a little bit about that. Um, what show is that on? Oh, I can't I can't remember. <laughs> I'll put it <laughs> I feel like such a jerk. That's really funny. It's all right. Is it? Is it Brent's show? I think yeah, it is. Like, it's into the tall trees then. I yeah, wanna, I want was different though. Really? Well, hopefully you can figure that out. I'm looking at my messages real quickly. <laughs> real, real quickly. Hold on. Hey, what Hold what on. part of Florida was that in again? That was up in near, like in the Panhandle area. Um, okay. I don't want to say exactly where. Right. Yeah. Hike with Mike was wondering. 
it's yeah, so. it's, it's one of Stacy's areas, so um, uh, it's a place he took us to. Um, oh, oh, the okay. So the show is called Something to Squatch About. Oh yeah, I've heard, okay, I've heard of that. That's cool. All right, is that a live one too? Uh, yeah, I believe so. What uh, do you know? What what time was that again? I want to say eight or nine. Okay. Uh, PM Eastern time. All right. Fair enough. Um, you actually, there, uh, Alan has another question for you, guys. If you have a uh, if you have a story, you can always call on in until we get another call in. Maybe we'll ask uh, Tay a few questions if he's cool with it. Um, Alan is curious what what's the closest you think you've gotten to a Bigfoot tape? Oh man. Um well it, those knocks sounded pretty close. I'd probably say within you know uh a few hundred feet at least because just how clear those knocks were and they were close too. I mean it, it could have been a few few yard you know, hundred yards away or not, but give or take a hundred yards is the most I've uh close as I've been. You're talking about Florida. Yeah, Florida, and then even with my thermal video, oh yeah, measured the distance. Hundred yards uh, was the distance, or like three hundred feet, something like that. I think my math is right. <laughs> you know, even, and I know that what it wasn't the closest, but I would say even in Iowa, those were not really. They were. I would say they're kind of close. Yeah, because like we, because after that tree thing, we heard. Which we did. I still kick myself for that. I did not get that on audio, but it was after that we heard a knock off to our left. Remember? Yep. Oh yeah. No, I remember. Was it just a tree line area? Yeah. So yeah, that's huge. That's pretty close. This is a really good question. There's a lot of good ones in here. What's the best number of wood knocks to send in a row? So. I think that Campfire Steve wants you. He wants the inside baseball about what to do, what Tate does when he wood knocks. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you see me do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I, I want to say it was two or three. Yeah, I want to find a good tree that makes a good sound first. Right. That's my method, and then. Um, yeah, one or three knocks is good. Okay. Um, any stats on the response percentage after the number sent? So how often do you get a knock back? Um, it really depends on if they're in the area. Cause you could do one knock or you could do three knocks and not get anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in Iowa, when you went, we got really lucky. Yeah. Um, Cause I've been to that area uh, probably three or four times before that and was doing knocks, didn't get anything. And it just happens that live, you know, that one other time we went, we were doing knocks and got something uh, responding to us. So right. it's not, it's not like every time we go out there and do knocks, we're always going to get something because that's not the case. But um, it's just, it's not really, it's not really presented of how much you do knocks. It's just, whether they're in the area or not and that's honestly it's 50 50 <laughs> you either don't or you, you either don't get knocked or you do 
that that you know that's true that's a good point um do you recommend uh you have an actual like a small wooden bat with you or just use a stick or what do you think about when it comes to that so um i mean i know cliff sells those uh wood knockers at his museum which uh i know alex eli and i have one in rondo's so it's like a little billy club basically um but that's perfect for doing wood knocks you can order it on amazon too just like a little billy club okay um and those are for doing wood knocks um also too i like in bluff creek especially um because sometimes it's harder to find like I'm sure you maybe I don't know if you remember like trying to find a branch to do a wood knock in Iowa. Yeah. But even no matter where you're at, you have to find a really sturdy branch to do a wood knock without it breaking. So I think in like those areas, I think it's common for them to like do what Jonathan does is like kind of clap your hands in front of your mouth to make that pop. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Or um, I've been experimenting with it. Get a decent-sized rock and throw it at a tree hard enough. That makes a pretty good knock sound. Isn't there uh, some guys that do, they use like a uh, cowbell? like Or, or a, a plastic uh, wood block from band? Yeah. So Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Easley, Western Bakefoot Exploration, yep. bought something that's perfect for that. It's loud, too. It's nice. It has a different kind of percussive sound more higher pitch so that that's a pretty good tool to use in the field fantastic uh through the din has an interesting point so how do we know what the knocks mean what if you're accidentally cussing out bigfoot i mean that's a valid point but uh... i mean i feel safer with knocks only because like i mean this this is a hard way to describe this is a better way to describe it it's like I think doing Bigfoot calls is like speaking another language to another person. Um, they're no, they're going to know you're not fluent in that language. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You can do your best, but unless you're like fluent, you're not, unless you're a Bigfoot, you're not going to fool with whoops and calls. Sometimes you get lucky, but I think that's why I like starting off with knocks first and then going on to do the whoops and calls if that doesn't work. We got we got some people in the chat uh, throwing out some good ideas here. I hadn't heard uh, Mike Casey's saying two two by four slapped together is pretty good. Uh, Patrick so Vaughn, oh go ahead. So that's funny because before I got that Nabic knocker, that's mm-hmm. what they called it ABC knocker, <laughs> right? Nabic. Um, I actually had like one of those tired Billy Club things, and I was using a two by four. Okay. Put those together, and then I have like two little. Um, I want to say they're like eight, nine inches long, maybe not that much. And they're really thin. They're like two little pieces of wood, and I hit those together. I keep those with me sometimes, and that makes a pretty good uh, sound. Uh, Patrick also says uh, he says his pro tip is to use two short axe handles together, uh, so then you don't have to. Um, need a tree so that's that's kind of a cool idea i mean that'd be interesting to hear what those sound like but um yeah i mean like yeah i don't know if i want that's the problem though it's like an axe handle is cool like i get what he's saying but they're long and it takes up 
basically have to put on your pack with you, especially two of them. Yeah, I think that's why he was saying two short axe handles. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, I'd kind of rather just carry one thing instead of two things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, and then trees are abundant. Oh, yeah. So, and honestly, I mean, doing knocks is not damaging trees, to be perfectly honest. If, if that was yep. the case, then all the trees, there'd be a lot, there'd be a lot of dead trees, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Trees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of dead, damaged trees everywhere. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, Bluff boy. Creek would be, Bluff Creek would be treeless. At the It'd be a war zone. It, would, it yep. would look like the forest fires in Southern California. Well, my dude, this was uh, this is a fun little impromptu chat. There's a lot of questions about uh, wood knocking uh, tonight. This is good stuff. But I like it. I, I so first off, before I let you go, Tate, I am going to remind everyone that um, Tate's going to have a live interview on YouTube tomorrow. Um, what's the name of that show again, real quick? Something to squatch about about on YouTube. So look that up. Make sure you're subscribed to that channel so you don't miss out on it. But for sure, I'll send you the link so you can tag it. Of course. (laughs) You better tag it. Hey, hey, buddy, you're out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Uh, Thanks for calling, Tate. (laughs) Later. Later, bye. Oh my goodness, Tate, such a funny guy. Um. Just want to shout. Uh, let me get that comment out of there. We got 16 people hanging out. This is a good time so far. We just had a little chat about wood knocks with Tate Hieronymus. Always a good time with Tate Hieronymus. Wanted to shout out. Uh, I believe this is a gentleman I met at CryptidCon. I met a, I met a lot of people at CryptidCon, but I met Davis. I believe Davis, I met you at CryptidCon. And you were like, dude, I just ordered the uh, the Swoopomania shirt. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> Everyone needs to order a Supermania shirt because I got a few of those left. <laughs> um, oh, we got a Memphis song is in the chat. We got Barry Browning. Good stuff. Good stuff. Guys, if we've got uh, any any uh, stories uh, to share tonight, any strange stories, you can go ahead, call on in. The phone lines are open. 515-809-0165. It's been a little bit of time since I've had to say those numbers, but it's good to be back. I always got to make sure I don't drink water directly into the mic. Never directly into the mic. Um, let me let me know in the chat uh, if you are new tonight in the show or... If you also were at CryptidCon, let me know. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Davis, yep. We met in the hallway and you got to meet my dad. That's true. So the thing about CryptidCon, the hotel it's in, it has the longest hallways between the rooms that uh, you've ever, I mean, they're crazy. They're like hallways from The Shining. And I happened to meet Davis in one of the hallways. So good stuff. Um. Oh, here's an interesting uh, little comment here from Brian and Chewy Go Hiking. Great channel. Make sure you follow them. I didn't put too much thought into Knox until it happened while hiking in the middle of nowhere. It was unnerving to say the least out there alone with my dog and no weapon. Wow. That's that's pretty intense, Brian. 
we have to chat one of these days or you need to call in because I know you've got stories to share. Um, oh, yeah, you can, you can ask me a question. Fine. Uh, Andrew J says, anything funny happened at Crypticon? Mm, well, uh, not really funny per se, but uh, a cool thing that happened was the last night, Sunday night, there was a group of us that, and there's a picture of this hanging uh, on my socials you can find, but there was a group of us that actually got to, uh, to hang out for like three, four hours uh, and just talk about Bigfoot. And it was amazing. It was myself, uh, Alex, Eli from Beyond the Trail. Uh, it was Mark Marcel, Ape Canyon guy. Uh, there was uh, Tim Halloran, the author of the Bigfoot Influencers. There was... Um, I want to say, um, I hope I don't mess up his name, Steve Barcello. Um, I'm sorry if that's wrong, but a gentleman who is in charge of the uh, Cryptozoology Museum of Littleton, North Carolina. And then there are people like Jonathan Dodd was there. Strangeology was there. Uh, Scott from the Patreon was there. Um, let's see who else. Joe was there. Uh, John's brother. I know I'm forgetting names and I apologize. Uh, but the cool thing, oh, and Seth was there for a while too. Um, but the cool thing was just to have people from the those different communities within cryptozoology. So you had the hardcore Bigfoot guys and you had the guys that are more maybe like content creators, artists, and just to like get them like talking back and forth about like really intense Bigfoot history, um, Ape Canyon stuff. Uh, just wild, wild stuff. And it's like I, I wrote I wrote a, an update in the Patreon. I was like, it literally was one of the best episodes of Bigfoot Society that was never recorded. And I mean, that's just the way it is. That's why you got to go up. You got to go to these conferences to meet these people. Um, and guys, if you're new, we're up to 19 people in the chat. You know, this is uh, Strange Stories with Jeremiah Byron. If you've got a weird story, you can call in, share your story real quick, live on YouTube, record for the podcast. It's 515-809-0165. Um, you can call on in, share your story. It's no cussing. We try to keep it, uh, try to keep it clean. But um, the other cool thing, you know, I want to share this real quick. And I talk about this, I think, a little bit in my episode that came out today, but the speakers are sharing things that you're not going to find anywhere else. Here's some examples of some of the things that the speakers shared at CryptidCon. Uh, Charlie Raymond is a big footer with, um, hold on, I'm missing stuff in the chat. Oh, Mike Casey's going to Ape Canyon next spring, summer. That's awesome. Um, Charlie Raymond's a Bigfooter from Kentucky. He showed a picture that was phenomenal. It's a picture that's not on the internet anywhere that I've seen. And it literally looked like, like the, the back shoulders of Patty, but it was a much, it was the wildest thing I've ever seen. Um, Mike Casey, call in, dude. It's been a while since I've talked to you. You can, you can call in, dude. Uh, Cliff showed pictures from the Barbara Wasson collection. He was showing pictures of Renee DeHinden that have never been seen before. And that was wild. Uh, also Bob Titmus, pictures of Bob Titmus that have never been seen before. 
uh, Micah Hanks was showing information that he'd gotten from FOIA requests about Bigfoot encounters in national parks from park rangers. It's like, guys, it was just wild. Like, this is stuff that you're not going to find on the internet or in any Facebook groups or whatever on any podcast. Um, Andrew J, is this in some way inspired by Art Bell? Absolutely it is. Uh Absolutely. And I'm glad that you picked that up because there needs to be more of his type of stuff. Call from Mike Casey. To accept, press one. Hello, Mike. Jeremiah. <laughs> Good to talk to you, man. Uh, you know, this is live on the air. This is live on YouTube, recorded for the podcast. And, uh, you know, no cousin. So. How's it going, man? No, cousin. I'm going <laughs> to save that for the woods. That's right. Save it for the woods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, quit weed a couple of days ago. So oh, that's, that's good. Where I'm at good right for you. Now. Going up and down with the, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. I got my butt back into the gym and uh, onto one of those bikes. So I'm getting more. Like more a Peloton? Active. Peloton type thing? or Exactly. Yeah. My sister has that done. Oh, good for you. So. I Dude, on that for the first time today. Yeah. Here's an idea. What if you had a GoPro and like you filmed yourself going bigfooting and then there was like a Peloton bike and you could like I don't you know what I mean? You could pretend you're like bigfoot. a Peloton video. Totally. Yeah, totally, <laughs> man. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not. All right, whatever. Um Dude, so th that's a, those are huge life changes. So congratulations that you are making some big changes that you that you yeah. need to you know felt like you need to make. That's pretty that's pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, everybody's different. I've had a bunch of the, the naysayers being like, "Oh, what's wrong with it?" It's nothing's wrong with it, but there's just you know some people's lives they just can't do it. You know, you, exactly. Kids, exactly. Like, what? What? I mean, not like I'm in that realm, but what if somebody's trying to find a job? <laughs> yeah you you gotta do the right thing drug right thing for you dude yeah. oh yeah yeah so yeah but thank you i appreciate that buddy you got it man oh um, um yeah i thought i'd call in what's up can i ask you a question real quick that just came in real quick sorry through the din wants to know if you've been to ape canyon or ape oh sorry ape cave does she may mean ape Not canyon yet. No, there's there's uh there's so there cave. was cave there are caves there. Uh it's like a lava tube. Oh and, right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. After from what I heard, after the Ape Canyon incident, they renamed the cavern Ape Caves. Okay. Um and I have not, but it's on the list. Um I tried I tried and tried and tried multiple times to reach out to Mark and my patience has worn thin, so I'm just pulling the trigger. I bought books. Um I'm just gonna go up there and you're gonna go like ape caning by yourself. Yes, sir. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Good for yeah. you. Supposedly, there's climbing stuff that need like is needed, but I'll see when I get there. And if I do need it, then I'll assess that and either get gear and mm. then go back or hike around it. I mean, um, you can hike around stuff. So, <laughs> Mike. So, Mark sh shared a lot of stuff in his Crypticon presentation about. Ape Canyon. Um, he mm -hmm. he also played video of um, that he took in the helicopter going into Ape Canyon. It's wild oh, stuff, awesome. dude. And every time I've talked to him, he, he said 100%, you need to have a rope 
going down into Abe Canyon because the first time he didn't, he uh, he almost killed himself. A hundred percent. I'm not even kidding, dude. Like it is a, uh, I mean, you're an adult, but uh, hopefully you get you get to talk to him uh, because it sounds mm-hmm. like it's wild. It's wild and crazy, dude, for sure. Yeah, I'm still trying to reach out to him. I've sent a couple messages within the past couple weeks. Okay. Um, and now just hearing that, I might bring a rope and a harness just in case. <laughs> you have, yeah, I don't want to hear um, that that was your last Bigfoot adventure. So. Yeah, and then also, I mean, on the realm of going into the canyon, I don't really need, I don't really see why I would need to go down and into the canyon. I mean, to, to search for the body that, it would have been washed away from the rainstorms or like the one that was supposedly shot and then fell into the Canyon. The Bigfoot. Oh, sure. I don't yeah. see, I don't see a reason for me to take that risk, but mm. I want to try and find the, the cabin spot. I've been looking at the Google images and Google earth and you can kind of get down to a spot where you can see like where there's like a level leveling off or something mm-hmm. where a structure could have been built and so i kind of have a pin on that and that's that's kind of my goal as of now but yeah i, I really that need can book you need to talk so to mark we'll see what um I know, I know. I know. how have you been trying to contact him again really hard uh facebook and then michael yeah, freeman actually started a group text it doesn't work um, and there was no response on that so it's just like and I get it. People have their stuff and it's close to their heart and he has a big book coming out. Yeah. I'm not trying to steal anything or do anything. I just want to get up there and experience the area. He's just, <laughs> he's just, uh, he's not a social media guy. Um, I talked to him for quite a bit at Crypticon and I'd been trying to get in touch with him for a year and a half um, yeah. <laughs> over social media. It doesn't work. He's the coolest guy, but he's just very busy. Um, I will. Yeah, and I get that. We'll talk more about this afterward, after um, offline, and I'll I'll see if I can help you out because I did get a way to contact him. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, so let's let's. Uh, so what's the story, Mister Mike, that you've you're calling in with tonight? What's yeah? What's going on? I thought I'd I'd start with this. I haven't shared too much of my paranormal that's right history and encounters and stuff since being in the the new Bigfoot kind mm-hmm. of world. Um, but that's where I started in. Uh, I started ghost hunting. I want to say it was like 2011. Um, I would, I mean, you could listen to the other podcast. I was drinking at my house, watching ghost adventures. And I was like, why can't I do that? Right. <laughs> and so it was like, I got on Google and I typed in Reno paranormal. Uh, that's where I was living at the time, Reno, Nevada. And, uh, ghost posse popped up as like the first Google search and I clicked on it and it said accepting applications. And I was like, Oh, what? And so I put in an application and then the next day I got an interview. Oh, wow. Um, and they liked me on the spot. So they were like, they have an investigation tonight that we're going to, uh, would you like to join? And I was just like, uh, huh. Yeah. So, uh, I hung out for a bit. Other team members came over. Uh, it was, so, you know, Harrah's casino. Yeah. Yeah. That owner has a property in Nevada in Reno and it's like the old farm. I mean, this place, I don't even know when he had it, when he bought it, but, uh, the ranch house was the one that they were trying to turn into a haunted attraction. 
and they wanted actual haunted evidence, like paranormal evidence to be able to show for this ghost event. Okay. And so they sent us in there a couple nights before Halloween. Um, it was our team and which was probably like four or five people and then three people from the property that lived there. I think they were their grandkids or something like that. They were kind of younger. Um, so we're in the house walking around. Uh, we go upstairs, we go downstairs. We, I mean, they have these, uh, Halloween props kind of set up, which will come into play in a bit. Um, we go down into the basement and it was me, a lady uh, on the team named Michelle and two of the kids that, um, like were from the property. They were down there, two girls. And so I was the only guy in this L shaped basement level. I was standing near the um, hot water heater and continuously felt something was standing in this corner towards the, the bottom corner of the L. Oh man! All the other people were at the at the stairway, sort of towards the top of the L. If you can imagine or picture that. And so I'm filming, and I kept panning over, and I'm like, um, "Is anybody here with me? Can, can you make a noise?" Sure. And this is actually on my uh, it's on the YouTube page, the EVP I caught. But it's a uh, it clear as day. I'm still here with you. Um, the, res- the response to you. Super cool. Really? That was the response. Yeah, in a male voice. And so, as I said, I was the only male down there. Nobody was standing outside because when you, when I heard that, because I I audibly heard it, I had told Michelle, and she's like, "No, but we got to go outside." This was my first time, so I was learning. So she's uh-huh. like, "We got to go outside, check to see if anybody's out there, um, ask them if they said anything that you heard." Um, and nobody did. So then we went back and heard the audio, and everybody's through the roof. Um, we continue the investigation and then, uh, we're back upstairs. And as we're coming downstairs, this huge, um, you can kind of picture it's a huge stairwell down in the center of the house with the big railings and everything. And at the base of it, it turns to the right into the dining room parlor area. And up on the mantle of the fireplace was one of those decorations, uh, no batteries in this Oh, piece of equipment but there was motion censored and as soon as michelle and i walked past it this thing just shoots off with the ghost noise the Ooh. <laughs> and it's i mean we were not expecting anything like that and it, we screamed so loud uh terrifying and you checked to see if there are no batteries mm-hmm. in it oh yeah really as soon as uh, oh, i might have said that goodness. a little early in the story but yeah uh, as soon as that happened we we were like, oh my god, that was not cool. Like wow. I thought these were all turned off. And Oof. the person that was there setting up or working on the haunted house thing was like, we haven't we haven't turned it on. There's no batteries. These things are just set up here, waiting to waiting for the night. Oh, my goodness. So um, that was fun, and that was the that was it for that one. That was the very first ghost hunt that I'd ever been on. When you heard that voice, uh. Did you feel like anything else in that area? Was it was it cold or like? It was just a presence. Okay. Uh, I can't really remember if it was cold because it was night and it was in the basement. Sure. sure yeah. Um, so most likely it was chilly, but there was just this weird feeling that somebody was just in this corner, away from everybody else. Um, wow. It was cool. I have a hold on, buddy. I have a. Uh, oh no. You're good. Um, if you need I to go, a, you're fine. Uh, 
He got a he got a boo boo, so I think it's finally. I get I get up it, dude. Now. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, the presence. Yeah, there was just yes. a presence soon in that corner. Everybody else was sitting sort of by the stairs. Um, Michelle was doing some video and audio. She did not capture that on her audio. It was only oh, on the audio recorder that I was holding. Um, oh, I remember. So I have a friend named Harvey Althouse. He's a remote viewer, psychic medium. Okay. He's been on a couple shows. Oh, there was one on Netflix that was... Literally, the entire show was about him being raised in a. Oh, he had a he had a rough upbringing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when I talked to him about it, oh, come on. Um, when I talked to him about it and let him listen to it, he told me that it was my grandfather. Oh, weird. And I can't I can't confirm it, but the 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 feeling I got, the presence, and then I'm still here with you. Mm. Yeah. So the second Harvey told me that, it was like a shiver of my spine being like, oh, man. Oh, okay, cool. That's wild, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. Ooh. And did you say that's on YouTube? Yeah, the uh, the EVP is on YouTube. Okay. Uh, it's on the Bigfoot and with Mike Casey. Um, I know I'm transferring that mostly gotcha. to Bigfoot stuff because that's what I'm doing now, but yep. I kind of left some of the best paranormal stuff on there, the ghost stuff that I captured. That's Mostly awesome. EVPs, but there are some videos on there. So everyone check out the uh, Bigfoot and with Mike Casey channel uh, to check out that EVP. And then he's got a lot of really cool Bigfooting videos as well. Um, yeah, little hiking videos. So yeah. Again, I, I haven't really had an encounter, so I don't really have much research stuff. Just the dreams. Um, I released that Mogion monster uh i saw that yeah sneak peek yep so that i got invited to speak at uh Vulture city arizona next year um in october and uh mm. i'm hoping to go out um a week might be a little too much just because of work and everything but mm-hmm. a couple days and go hit the mogion rim and camp out there a few days that'd be cool dude yeah a lot of plans next summer. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for calling in, Mike. Um, can you send me a message on one platform or, or another so I see it when I get off uh, the live stream so totally. I can contact you? Totally. So I don't forget. Yeah. Always. Thank you. My pleasure, buddy. Thanks for letting me call in. All right. Good talking to you, man. <laughs> Bye, right, buddy. Thank you. Bye. All right. Always good to talk to Mike Casey. It's been a while since I got to talk to him. He's got some crazy adventures uh, coming down the pipeline. Uh, and he needs to talk to Mark Marcel because Ape Canyon is not a walk in the park. And we want Mike to be around for a while. A long while. So, guys, we're we're up at, uh, let's see, we're looking at 940. We're about 40 minutes in. we got about 20 minutes left. If you've got any uh, strange stories, any weird stuff, any uh, things that you're like, oh, man, that did happen to me. And even though I have called in already, I do have that other story to share. Maybe I should call in right now. Maybe I should call 515-809-0165. 
for strange stories with Jeremiah Byron. You can call in. If you've called in multiple times, don't worry about it. Uh, we, we'll we'll probably start doing a, a one. The other rule that Art had was uh, um, only one call in per show. And part of me wonders, like, who's the guy who's trying to call in multiple times a show to Art Bell back in the day? I'm sure there'll be someone. Um, I'm sure it'll get to that point. But through the din, oh my goodness, yes, you have an, another cryptid story you haven't told us yet. Well, you are more than welcome to, to call on in because uh, the lines are open and no one is calling right now. We're, we're having a good chat. So I'll leave that up to you, but you are more than welcome to call on in and share your your other story. Um, the best thing about CryptidCon was talking to the people that you weren't expecting to be there. For example, Jonathan... Uh, Mr. Hickenbottom, Hickenbottom, the naturalist from Salt Fork. So cool to meet him. Uh, also, Jake Dressel, who's uh, who's on an episode of um, uh, Shannon LaGrosse show and uh, got to hear his crazy encounter story with a smaller, a smaller Bigfoot around his property. It is the craziest, craziest story. Um, I shared about that on Twitter. So I have the link to Shannon's episode because Shannon actually interviewed Jake and, um, but it was so cool to meet him. And actually his story is shared in, uh, Ken Gearhart's uh, Bigfoot book. Cause I was like listening to his story. I was like, I've heard this somewhere before. And it's because I just, I just read uh, Ken's book. So if you are going to, uh, call in anyone, uh, you can call in 515-809-0165. Let me check to see if this thing is on. Yep, it's on. Uh, I don't have Do Not Disturb turned on. So uh, let's see. Let's look at what we've got in the chat. Okay. Uh, there's an alien in my backyard, and I gave it Reese's Pieces. Um, it came into my house and we're friends. I'm pretty sure that's the plot to E.T., but uh, nice try, sir. That's a great movie. If you haven't watched E.T., you need to watch E.T. Um, Patrick, any thoughts about... I don't know what that means, Patrick. I'm, I'm really... I'm not sure what you're referring to. Hmm. I'm sorry. Um, if you're referring to something. Yeah. Um, if you can shed any light on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, that gentleman that you referred to sounds kind of weird. Sir, no face. Uh, I don't even know if I want to, to look that up. Maybe it's like a. Is it an urban legend or something? Uh, let's see. Mitzi says, through the den, yay, let's hear. We are we are all waiting. Um, <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. Um, yeah, Andrew, it does sound creepy. It sounds a little creepy. Oh, okay. So Patrick says it's a documentary on Amazon Prime. Okay, interesting. 
uh i will check that out um if it's i will i'll tell you if it's creepy stuff i'm i'm not probably gonna get into it but uh i'll i'll give it a try though i have amazon prime i'm usually i'll tell you man all the bigfoot stuff on tubi and all the cryptid stuff if i'm watching something it's on it's on tubi um all right party time call from to accept press one to send a hello hello Sorry, I got a little distracted, but I'm back now. Is this is this through the den? <laughs> this is through the den. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks for calling. This is, of course, live on YouTube, record for the podcast, and uh, no cussing. Yes. How's it going? I understand, and I will do my best. Fantastic. Oh, it's all right. Um, so I I don't know what scripted this is, but I saw something weird in Alaska. When I was there. When did you go to Alaska? Um, I went to Alaska to visit family last spring. Oh my goodness. Last May. Um, and I was in the in the interior of Alaska. So like um, kind of Florida near like Denali Park. Okay. Sort of. Um, but it's, you know, it's all pretty wild and uh i was driving in a car i was a passenger um on this really remote road um we were going up to some hot spring and uh on i want to say it was getting pretty near dusk but it was still pretty light out and uh i was just kind of zoning out uh, because I wasn't driving and I was looking out at the trees and just kind of enjoying the scenery. And more than once I saw the outline of, and, and I, not just like a, like a flash, but like I saw it moving too, like walking. Um, it kind of looked like a, like a moose. Okay. But way bigger, like way taller. Ooh. Like take a moose and elongate the legs, hmm. like double the length of the normal moose's leg. Really? Um, but the That's same, weird. and then, and no antlers or anything, but, and also no head. This sounds so weird, but no head. What I saw, like no discernible head that I saw. Like it was mostly a, torso and very very long legs um and i i kind of like at first like like when i see anything weird i kind of like at first i'm like hang on what was that but but i also kind of try to ignore it a little bit because it was so it was weird and out of the ordinary but it it wasn't like shocking Mm. i guess it just it was just like, oh, okay. And then on the way back from the hot spring, I was thinking about it again. I didn't see it again on the way back, but I was thinking about it like, yeah, that's that's not that was that's not normal. That's not a, a normal thing that you find in Alaska. Um, it was definitely taller than an average moose, mm. like probably twice as tall. And I've seen them in person. 
was it um so i i've gotten really close to moose in uh katahdin state park in maine um are was it you know how you see a normal moose and you're like you know really <laughs> the only way to to say is like it, it's it's pretty beefy like it's it's thick right so massive. was it yeah. was it like that as well it it was yeah but it 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 was it was like that in it and it had that kind of impact on me like when I first saw a moose like close up mm. but it was plain um it it was definitely like halfway up the trees was how was how tall it was and I don't think that regular moose are that tall if you were to you know I know it's really hard because you you saw it so quickly but uh if you had to estimate how tall it was what would you think I'm I'm guessing that because it was like old forest around there so the the trees were pretty dang big um i'm i'm thinking like this sounds ridiculous but like 15 20 something like that but that's wow. that's too big like, that's it's too really massive. big like, that, that's, that's super big that's, it it doesn't yeah it doesn't make any sense uh and i i have not told anybody about that i've i've tried to tell people but they're like no i don't like scary i don't like scary uh i don't want to hear about it so i kind of have just kept it to myself so first off thank I you for sharing oh you do a, you do a sketch of it that's awesome yeah. so so like there's a few things that come to my mind right away so like you know, the further north you get, the bigger animals get, right? That's, uh, I believe right. the term is Bergman's rule, right? But also, you do have these crazy stories. Um, and, you know, most of these are early 1900s, late 1800s. And it's usually in Canada where, <clears throat> you know, these gold mine miners are seeing like, you know, prehistoric animals out of nowhere, you know? So right. one kind of, you know, maybe, I don't know, like there's stories of people were seeing, you know, cave bears in the Northwest Territories, dinosaurs. Um, I don't know, all these pretty Anything remote possible. too. Yeah, you never know. You never know. And you did, so at the end of the day, you did see something, you know. Something. It, it could be a, yeah, I don't know. I have, I really don't, I've never, I've never heard of or read of any cryptid that looks or sounds like that. That's wild. So you are, one, you get to travel quite a bit to awesome places so that you rock and uh, you see a lot of cool stuff. So I always appreciate when you can call yeah. it. Um, okay. So oh, actually... Fine. Remind me, what is what is the name through the din refer to again? Tate wants to know. 
um, uh, say I'm going to age myself, but it's a, it's a quote from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, cool. Okay. He thought it was referring to Denny's, <laughs> so you were totally wrong on that, Tate. And Denny's, the, the restaurant? I think that's what he meant. But, um, I mean, Buffy is way better than that. So, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Well, well thank you. Yeah, thank you for calling in again. It was always a good time. Of course. Have uh, a good night. See ya. Have a good one. So, uh, there you have it, Tate. It is not related to... Uh, to Denny's it's related to Buffy the Vampire Slayer so a uh, classic piece of American was it 90s television good stuff well we're getting close to the end of our night uh, still five minutes if anyone has a short end of the night story they can always call in 515-809-0165 uh, we have about five minutes before we shut this down and then uh, the next uh, episode will be uh, on Thursday night. Actually, ooh, I might have to rethink that because that's Thanksgiving. Um, make sure you're following me on Twitter or Instagram, and I'll put an update if I can still do that on uh, – on because Thursdays for this guy get pretty busy. So we might have to finagle around that day. I'll let you know. Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to this channel and hit the bell icon so you don't uh, miss out on any um, episodes. Um, let's see what we got. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. As always, I appreciate you uh, you all hanging out, uh, spending your 9 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time with me. This show is usually on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, unless there's a random holiday and I have to figure out what's up with that. Um, be thinking until the next time, if you've got a story or anything weird that's happened to you, uh, write down the number 515-809-0165 so you can pass it off to a friend, too. Um, but again, thanks so much all for watching. Uh, we got Patrick says, Pat McFarland says, good show. Uh, good to meet you today. Again, I saw you at the Van Meter Visitor Festival. It's always good to see you, Pat. Have a good one. Um, Mike Casey says, the best show. Thank you, Jeremiah. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in, Tate. Thank you for calling in through the din. Uh, we're going to go ahead and shut her down but again oh and if you uh enjoy interview podcasts and you're not already make sure you're subscribed to the bigfoot society uh podcast on itunes spotify all that good stuff and uh mike i'll be talking to you in a minute so have a great night all appreciate you hanging out and i will see you next time Thank you for listening to Bigfoot Society. If you like the show, please review and rate it five stars on iTunes. Hit the share button and send this episode to all your friends on social media. Subscribe to Bigfoot Society wherever you listen to podcasts. It doesn't cost a thing. Pick up a Bigfoot Society shirt or enamel pin over on our Etsy page and people will tell you all about their Bigfoot sightings when you wear it. At least that's what people tell us. That's what happens. If you'd like to become an official member of Bigfoot Society with a membership card, a community of like-minded individuals, 
schedules and extra content each month, then please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Thanks for listening.